Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Pass the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. <laughs> Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. Everyone's thanking the whole world. Thanking you for thanking us. Thanking you. Kill the turkey. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to kill the turkey I always, together. I always forget. Hold on, let's right. do kill the turkey. Okay. Kill, kill the, the turkey. turkey. No, wait, do it again. One, two, three. Kill, kill the, the turkey. turkey. There you go. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, okay. I'm glad we did that. From our sultry voices. Yeah! Salutations. Salutations. That's a good one. We should bring that back. How about howdy, y'all? Howdy, y'all. How do you do? Uh, listen, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. You uh came back from your honeymoon, in theory. Oh, did I? How was it, do you think? It goes. I mean, I hope I I did. I'm going to backwards manifest. I did see a lot of jaguars mm. on my jaguar hike. Fingers crossed that you did, and none of them hurt you. Yeah, let's hope. Um, Otherwise, this will be a really awkward episode to release. Uh, yeah definitely well i'm posting it because the jaguars killed you (laughs) (laughs) i hope you figure out how it works em uh so no surprise christine has not gone on her honeymoon yet but by the time you've listened to this she about that she has had a wild ride holy smokes yeah there's no internet there so good luck to me and me i'm the (laughs) one that's got to carry this podcast for the next week (laughs) it's gonna be good i'm very excited blaze and i are like desperately waiting for a break from the real world so i've been uh we both look at the emails and i've been seeing whenever someone asks christine like about the honeymoon she's like oh it's t minus this many days not that anyone's counting I'm oh not, it's t- I'm not <laughs> counting, but it's only eight days and 16 hours but um yeah so i i hope christine gets belized i hope future you although when you're listening to this past you has a great time thank you very much i'm very excited i'll bring you back a souvenir well is it a jaguar sure all right put it in my eva we're gonna have a good time (laughs) put it in my way guest star on paranormal captivity oh he can fit in my away suitcase and (laughs) geo will really hate him oh good um other than that i guess i'm fine i haven't actually said anything uh on the actual show yet but i guess now by the time you guys are hearing this it's several several weeks had passed but back when we were in dc so how many episodes ago was that that was oh, at no. least three weeks ago or two weeks ago from right now. Wait a second. You're wrong. This comes out this Sunday. Oh, Lord. I'm thinking. <laughs> should we just record? I am should we just still re- here. Should we just record episode 97 first <laughs> and then just do the next one? I don't know. I think this is funny. Okay. Um, la, la, la. Let's all pretend that this is two weeks in the future. Like, Wait a second. I re- okay, guys. Can you tell that we're recording a lot of episodes all at one time? <laughs> you know, I got lost in the calendar yikes <laughs> sorry i thought that was funny it though. bodes well for us that all of you think it's quite charming that none of us know what we're doing over here because we established that in episode one yeah because now that you've just heard that i mean <laughs> i guess i would feel more ashamed if things like that were just happening on a constant basis <laughs> in my life but i still t- i believed you i fully trusted <laughs> you i was ready to go <clears throat> you know what whoops <laughs> it's okay i still hope future you has a good time thank you um 
All right. Where was it? You're, oh. you're in Seattle right now. I am in, when technically in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. I'm in Seattle for um, the holidays. I always go to Seattle every Thanksgiving to hang out with my aunt. It's my mom's baby sister. Um, nice. And she's a blast. She's an awesome aunt. And so it was a good time. Yay. But I usually go there to escape my family. And apparently I've been hyping up going to Seattle for so many years now that my mom decided that she's also coming. <laughs> she's and caught on. <laughs> she didn't even ask. She was like, oh, I'll be there too. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That defeats the purpose. <laughs> not the point. Um, so that's where I am nice. currently. Um, the thing I was going to say that I still haven't actually addressed on the show, so nobody really right, knows right, about right. this yet. Which still applies. <clears throat> which still applies. Um, the only people who know about it are the people who were at the live DC show. Right. Which was a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. And back when we were in D.C., uh, Allison and RJ and I all got approved for an apartment. Yay! And as of the time we're recording this right now, we've already moved in. Yay! Um, I'm 10 minutes closer to Christine's place. Which actually a significant portion for the amount that you drive here. So yes. So over yes. time it will add up. Um, and so now we don't live in Pasadena anymore. We live in Burbank. But that's all I'm going to say. No more triangulating? No more triangulating. Although... Um, I have ultra triangulated myself recently because I was trying to find someone to replace me in the Pasadena house. And some people who interviewed for my spot to like go in and like, you know, checked out the place, mm -hmm. your old place, my old yeah. place, found out once I got to my door that they were listeners of the show. Hilarious. And they realized that they were looking through my house and then I was offering them my room and I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm too lazy to bring the bed, so my bed's going to stay. And Also, they... someone paid your parking meter. You have, like, a weird week. I'm having a weird week. Someone recognized my car not near my home, like, just in a total other part of L.A., and then realized I hadn't paid my meter and paid it for me. That was very, yeah. Uh, and I was, was like, like, I forgot there was a meter. I was like, I have a oh lot of very God. friendly, friendly yeah. uh, people. I know. I'm, like, in the world. And you have that bumper sticker. Yeah. Well, my car is very easy to spot. Like, contextually, it is obviously me because there's... One reference to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Then oh, I sure. have Virginia plates. That's then I true. have two references to my college. And I have an And That's Why We Drink bumper sticker. And also, if she was being Snoopy, she noticed that I have a Captain America backpack in my car and a Back to the Future hoverboard. So, like, there was so, literally no question. There was no way at all it wasn't and my, my car. my car is white. So, let's see if you find me. <laughs> and I hope you do, because I often forget to pay my parking meter. Anyway, that being said, I have moved in. We've unpacked everything that we have but we haven't gotten into the process yet of buying things that we need like furniture and stuff right right because the place that we used to live we basically only stayed kept everything in my bedroom and now we've got a whole apartment so it's currently it looks like a squatter's dwelling because sure we've never had that much stuff so we have to go buy stuff now yay that's kind of fun though so that's why i drink this week nice well, I drink because I leave in two days for Belize <laughs> to see Jeez. lots of jaguars. Can you imagine if someone heard like the the portion <laughs> where I was talking about your honeymoon and got bored and fast forwarded and then found out like, or oh, like, I'm leaving in two days. <laughs> took a mini nap and they were like, what? Right. Glitch in the Matrix. Yikes. But yeah, very excited for the break. Everything that I said still stands. Hope it's a great time. Hope I bring back a jaguar. I still hope you, you have a good time as well. Thank you. Christine yeah. gets Belize to still the thing that I'm going to shout a lot. Sure. So, yeah. Blaze is the only one who has to hear it over there. That's so. right. <laughs> Blaze and the Jaguars. Oh, this sounds like a great band name. Blaze and the Jaguars. I'm into it. Okay. Eva, write that down. Let's tell Blaze that he's in a band now. Eva got a new notebook in our gift video today, so. Yeah. Eva, write that down. So, okay. Eva's uh, got no reason to not write things down now. No excuses. Oh, also, I want to mention before we get started that uh, we just released some new tickets some, or some new shows by the time this comes out. We've got Brooklyn, Long Island, and Salt Lake City. A lot of people have been clamoring for that one. Yep. Um, and a lot of people are happy about Long Island and Brooklyn because they don't have to drive into the city if they want to see us. True. Um, and we still, as of right now, have tickets for Houston, St. Louis, Phoenix, Asbury Park, New Jersey, which still has VIP, by the way. Boston, San Jose, Miami, West Palm Beach, Orlando, Tampa, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Denver. Lordy. Yes. Yes. A uh, reminder to everyone that Asbury Park is in New Jersey. Yes. Because apparently a lot of people in New Jersey didn't know that. And at our New York show, we said, we're going to be in New Jersey. And people like flipped out. They were like, what? And we were like, well, those, tickets, those tickets have been out. And they didn't know. I was like, you know, John Bon Jovi's home venue. And they were like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. I'm, <laughs> I'm 19. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a thousand. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's my announcement. Um, good announcement. Great. Did a good job, Thank Christine. You. I'm so um, proud of you and me. Thanks. Um, also, we're both drinking because little Gio, he has a, oh. he has a, some dry skin issues right now and he's he chewing a, off all of his fur. Ouchie. He's going to the vet and a veterinarian actually wrote us yesterday and said, and said, thank you for 
um, when you talk about your animals and going to the vet, you don't like complain about the vets or how expensive it is or whatever because it's a tough living to make. And I was like, oh, Aww. the vet has saved our butts a lot of time. And, and now tomorrow they're going to save Gio's little literal butt, little <laughs> naked booty because there's no fur there anymore. I know. So anyway, yeah, he's he's itchy. So everyone keep Gio's little furry butt in your minds. Yes, please. Um, all right. You can do that Catholic thing that my godmother would have me do where um, like she would help me when I was really little, like light a candle for a oh. thought for each person. So you can light a candle for, for Gio's, Gio's butt curtain. Butt. Yeah. All right. Our thoughts and prayers go out to your butt curtain, Gio. Yes. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink did you know fast growing trees is the biggest online nursery in the u.s with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the u.s you can grow lemon avocado olive or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of house plants available fast growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days and along with their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee they offer free plant consultation forever i am so thrilled that we are working with fast growing trees i spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what i would love to order from their products they have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden um they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very very specific flowers i actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden i recently discovered how much i love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Here's my story. I'm just going to dive right in. Let's do it. Let's crack in. Let's crack into to it. it. Um, so the last story that we did, you were talking about a cannibal. I Yes, I was. It was quite gruesome. And I wasn't I wasn't done talking about cannibals. I knew you wouldn't be. So I, I thought I'm going to bring a cannibal to the table. Shocker. So that. But OK. So hang in there. Mm. Everyone's like, where is this going? What? I'll lead you to the answer. Ow. Oh, my. I'll lead you to the answer. Don't worry. Um, so this is. A folklore. Ooh. I've been getting... Okay, I did say in either the last episode or the one before that, I have been trying very hard to go through all my old social media messages and go through the backlog and get, like, people... I feel like a lot of people are messaging us and saying, like, oh, you should do this story, or they're giving me suggestions, and they're suggestions that I got a long time ago and still haven't covered, so I want everyone to right. get their chance. So I actually saw this. I've been doing that, too. After you mentioned it last week, I was like, that's a smart idea. I'm just being yeah. old because there's so many from back in the day. And I also I am always panicking about one day, like, Running what if out. I don't have any more ghost stories? Like, what do I do? And everyone's been nice enough to send in suggestions that I should just yeah. start listening. So um, <laughs> I should just stop fighting it. So uh, I found this one and uh, I saw Cannibal in the oh, yeah, someone's little blurb about it. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> Let's here we go. Let's do this thing. And also, a lot of people have been writing and saying that they really like the folklore legend ones. Right. Like, a lot Those of people fun. like the La Llorona and Don't Bloody say Mary. it. Aeswang? Aeswang? Oh, oh. I was like, Bloody Mary. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> oh. Don't say it three times on looking in a mirror, but. Um, no, uh, yeah. However, Aeswang, Aeswang, Aeswang is <laughs> yeah. pronounced. A lot of people got kicked out of that. So, 
Moving on. Oh, this Bloody is, Mary was fun. Yeah, I forgot about that. This is the story of the Wendigo. Oh, fuck. I only know that word, and it sounds so scary because I've heard it's a scary thing, but I don't know much about it. So, the Wendigo, it started as, from Algonquin Native American folklore. Whoa. Is that, am I saying that right? Algonquin? Algonquin, yeah. Algonquin. And um, we're going to start with my favorite fun fact about the Wendigo. It appears in Marvel Comics and was first in an issue of the Incredible Hulk in 1973. Oh, my God. Where the Wendigo fought the Hulk and Wolverine. Oh, my God. And I thought that was way fun. That's really cool. So it's like pop culture. Also more pop culture. It also appeared in several television series, including Supernatural, Grimm, and my favorite, Charmed. Aha. Okay. And that's the first time I ever heard about a Wendigo. Really? Okay. And that's actually how I knew how to pronounce it. Because I was like, well, in Charmed, they say Wendigo. How do you spell that? So there's a lot of different ways to spell it, but it seems like the universal way is W-E-N-D-I-G-O. Oh, okay. I, yeah. But there's a whole lot of ways you can spell it, especially when you go back to like how it used to be spelled. Like traditionally. Traditionally in like Native American folklore, it was totally spelled differently. I didn't even, like I know nothing about that. I don't even know how I heard about it in the first place. I would have never known if I didn't watch Charmed. Yeah. Well, I didn't, so. Well, there's problem number one. I know. So, um. Oh, now, I listen. I watch Hocus Pocus, everybody. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. So, uh, Wendigos come from Native American stories about cannibalism, murder, and overall greed. Oh. And, uh, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. Okay. So, okay. it's not like you are just, you know, born with the. So, like, the, Don- Donner Party style. Right. Okay. So originally the Native American culture is referred to as a Wendigo as a spirit, although over time the legend kind of transformed it into being a physical monster. Okay. So originally it was like, oh, the spirit of the Wendigo will get you. But now it's oh. like, oh no, the Wendigo in the woods will eat you. It's like an actual creature. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the original story that I could find, because there's several versions, I never really know how to like put a disclaimer in front of folklore that like i don't want to butcher it if this is like the story you grew up with sure but i'm going off of what i could find people have seemed pretty like like when you did bloody mary people have sent in their own versions without being like you did it wrong because i think you said like this is just what i've i just i just repeat myself a million times that i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) don't be mad (laughs) um but no i and it is fun when people send in like their own versions that are yeah yeah. sometimes they're scarier than what i had written down i'm like oh i wish i knew that i would have said that (laughs) but um but yeah, I tried to do it justice. So from what I found, the original story is that there were two hunters who were lost during a cold winter, and it was like really, really cold. They were definitely going to die, and they couldn't find any food near them. Um, and one of the hunters resorted to cannibalism in order to survive mm. the harsh conditions. And after tasting human flesh, he turned into a monster, Oh no! which became the Wendigo. And the Wendigo now wanders the forest looking for people to eat to get his fix, because in the folklore... Um, one of the reasons that the Wendigo keeps eating is because he's never full. Oh, my. So he keeps eating, hoping that he'll get full, and then he never does. <laughs> that's like me. Right. Never I mean, full, that's, that's always me, hungry. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other versions suggest that it's not just anyone who resorts to cannibalism to survive. Sometimes it's just anyone who is generally greedy or gluttonous at all oh. can be affected by the Wendigo or have the Wendigo following them. Oh, okay. So it's kind of been broken down into like, oh, don't be greedy or don't get something if you don't really need it because then the Wendigo's after you. Right. Right. It's like a cautionary tale. Okay. This probably comes from when the Native Americans and settlers found themselves in very dangerous cold conditions and there was um, food shortages. Mm -hmm. So in times of famine, they brought this story up to warn people like, don't become a cannibal. And also if you do... We're going to have to leave you out here because we don't want a cannibal don't become with a us. Cannibal. Oh, I was thinking it was more like, don't be greedy with the food rations. Um, probably that's what it like, it kind of turned into. Oh, okay. But I think the original thing was when they're talking about the spirit of the Wendigo, it's like, oh, he's going to find you because one of the things that the Wendigo does is he will possess other people to also become cannibals. Oh, so don't become a cannibal in, in terms of like, don't eat your friend, but like, right. you will If you eat your friend, then it's because the Wendigo is possessing oh, you. Oh, sure. So don't make so sure don't feed you into don't get it. possessed. Okay, yeah. got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> But also like, don't like be greedy when there's a food shortage. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of life lessons here. <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> this is definitely like a story with a lot of morals. <laughs> right. Um. So the Wendigo is also known um, as the spirit of the lonely places. Oh, that sounds sad. And it implies that 
if you let the Wendigo take over you and you become a cannibal, then you will be cast out of the tribe and you'll be alone. So it's very much like a don't, 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 or else we'll leave you okay. out here. During times of famine, several tribes actually perform a ceremonial dance, which is made or which is done to warn and remind people to avoid temptation of the Wendigo. Oh, interesting. So the ceremonial dance is actually called, which I'm going to do my best to read this, mm -hmm. although I'm so sorry because I can't even pronounce carrot, apparently, <laughs> but I'm going to try to pronounce this, this word. <sighs> Wendigukanzinamilwin. Oh my. Your turn, Christine. <laughs> the bold I don't know word. if I can beat that. Wendigukanzinamilwin. Yeah. Wendigukanzinamilwin? Yes. I don't know. Anyway, that's the ceremonial dance. That's the name of it. That's the whitewashed American way of saying it. I'm sure. Yeah. That's the horrible <laughs> butchering of it. <laughs> the horrible butchering. So um, tribes will also assign certain members of their community to be Wendigo slayers for hire, basically, what? like Wendigo hitmen. Whoa! To protect the community if they see anyone that looks like they're possessed by the Wendigo. Or oh, if, no! Or if the Wendigo themselves appears. It's just. So if someone is possessed, quote unquote, by a Wendigo, they're like, go kill that guy. The next bullet I have is anyone believed to be possessed ah! by the Wendigo is ordered to be killed. Oh, no! Because so it's, it's better to be killed than them kill you, I guess. Right. So you don't even want to, like, come across as you might be possessed by them. Right. You just got to hope that people know who you like, are. Get and get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. So let's describe the Wendigo for everyone. Let's put a picture in your, Great, I'm in ready. your brain. So the Wendigo is a cold weather monster. It is seen often in Canada and states up north like Minnesota. Oh. Um, the Wendigo creature, uh, there have been sightings that are still currently reported, especially in Ontario, in a town called Kenora, which has gotten an underground rap for being the Wendigo capital of the world. Whoa! Apparently, the most sightings have been there. Cool. So Algonquin description, because there's a few descriptions, but the original one that I could find was that Wendigos are a giant with a heart made of ice, maybe entirely made out of ice, um, like their whole body maybe right. out of ice. They have a deformed body with missing lips and toes. Oh, what? Yuck. Another tribe describes it as they are as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Their Whoa. breath is a strange hiss and its footprints are full of blood. Oh, ew. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cute. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But the general consensus of what a Wendigo might look like is that their skin is stretched so tight against their body that it makes their bones visible. <gasps> They are 15 feet tall, and it looks like the t because the skin is so tight on them and you can see the bones, it makes it look emaciated. Um, so it looks like a 15-foot-tall skeleton, basically. Ugh. Um, they have eyes that glow like an owl's, but they are deep inside of the sockets of the face. Ugh. They have razor-sharp claws, and, quote, what lips it had were tattered and bloody. Oh. Um, their bodies smell like they are rotting. They have an overly long tongue and matted hair. This is really gross, like, creeping me out. Um, do you want to see a picture? Sure, Em. Okay. I would love that. Yay, me too. Oh my god, how horrifying. Ew, I'm like... So, take your pick of the lot. But basically, they all kind of look like a zombie werewolf. Ew! Oh my god, that's worse than I imagined. It has, like, a bear head. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a... Um... Like, a, it has antlers. Yeah, I think it's a, supposed to be a deer face and a bear mixed together. I, I think I, I wrote down somewhere. I guess I was confused because when I heard um, it's made of ice, I was thinking like of the thing in Frozen, that big yeah. monster. No, I originally thought it was like just like an abominable snowman. Right, then. right. But apparently that was an, an original. And I didn't realize it would have matted hair on top of it, too. That's pretty nasty. Yeah, I don't really know where the ice part came from because that was all I found. But that was just the like, original. Yeah theory is that it must be made of ice because it's so cold i guess yeah also because it lives in such cold conditions and it it never freezes or right, never right. Get cold so must be well the fact that it like a block smells of ice like dead flesh is so horrifying yeah it eats oh and then like the fact that its skin is so taut and it looks emaciated because it's always hungry mm -hmm. that's so creepy yeah it's like it can never it can never get full so it's gotta look really really thin oh, apparently sick so wendigos are apparently so thin and emaciated the legend has it that they can only be seen if they are facing you head on because they are so skinny they cannot be seen from the side. Oh, what? <clears throat> yep. So they're like those things you learn about in math class. Let's yes. not Let's not discuss they're, math again. Oh, my goodness. No, they're like a stick figure, basically. <laughs> yeah, we turn. In theory. They're like 2D. 
essentially. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that thing that you learn about like, in math. <laughs> like a piece of paper, almost. Right. <laughs> um, so some say that Wendigos are the cousin of Bigfoot, because it did look very right. Sasquatchy. But others believe that it looks more like a werewolf, sure. which I think it looks I more like a werewolf. I could see that, especially with the jagged teeth and stuff. Um, one person, I don't know if this is a one person, I read this in an article that it's somewhat a combination of Bigfoot, a zombie, and a werewolf. Oh, God. All just, of my the, favorite things. Aesthetically, that's what it looks like. <laughs> aesthetically like, pleasing. Aesthetically, if you could just like combine three, if they could like all have like a love baby, it would look like that. <laughs> it would just be a big old Wendigo. Gross. Um, so... Sounds like a dead fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, her name's Megan. I forgot to say that. Um, oh, awkward. Awkward. The awkward. Wendigo named Megan. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, the Algonquin people say that during the turn of the 20th century, a number of people went missing, and it was believed to be the Wendigos. Oh, no. Wendigo can also be translated by them to mean the evil spirit that devours mankind. Oh, because that's nice. one big part of the legend is that uh, they can possess people by controlling their minds and turning them into Wendigos from the inside first. Mm. So, like, almost like the Wendigos within their human body. Oh, sure. Like, possessed. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. And then they slowly just kind of turn into the Wendigo okay. look. Um, <laughs> into the look. Into the, like, the style. I'm really into the spring 2019 Wendigo look. Like, <laughs> like fashion forward Wendigo. <laughs> Think about it. Runway. Runway. Um, so, uh, they turn into Wendigos mentally because they're being possessed by the original Wendigo. Sure. And he makes them crave the taste of humans. Oh, good. So, he infects them slowly. Um, when he, they first realize, I don't even know if they realize they're being possessed, but in the first stages of being possessed, they will smell strange odors that only they can smell and nobody else. And then they have nightmares that keep them sleep deprived so that they slowly lose their sanity. Mm. And then one of the final stages is that they will feel like their legs and feet are on fire. Mm -hmm. So they will strip all their clothes off and run naked into the forest and never be seen again. Oh, that's quite an extreme jump. For some of the people who have actually returned, never came back totally sane, is what uh, is yeah, what I, I was don't blame them. Um, Yikes. So, apparently, he gets in your head and does a bunch of mind tricks on you, and then once you're out in the woods, then your physical form turns into the Wendigo, oh, and then you are one of them. Your transformation. Your transformation is complete. Before I go to Belize and do hikes in the woods, you're fucking... If you see a jaguar... Creeping me out. Let's hope it's a jaguar. <laughs> If I bring one back in my away suitcase, <laughs> if it looks like a jaguar and roars like a jaguar, it's a Wendigo. So probably if it smells like a dead fucking body, <laughs> if it smells like a dead fucking body, it's either a Wendigo or fucking Megan. So <laughs> put her in my suitcase. It's fine. <laughs> so there are varied versions on um, the powers of the Wendigo. Okay. Um, they all say they all have different opinions um, and different versions of the speed of the Wendigo. Some say that the Wendigo is usually fast, uh, unusually fast for unusually long periods of time. So Great. you can just run like a jaguar. Hint, Love hint. it. Love it. Love it. Or sometimes in other versions of the legend, it is the exact opposite where they walk very haggardly like a zombie oh. because since they're, they smell like they're decaying, I guess their body is yeah, decaying. and they're and like they're, starving and stuff. Yeah. So they're like falling apart, basically. Yeah. So just the thought that it turns and you can't see it. And then it, that creeps yeah. me out so much. If it's not staring you dead on. Oh, um, so if it gives you the side eye, like oh, yeah. you can't even see it. That's so I Megan. It is Megan. That's such a power move. Wow. So um, wild <clears throat> speed isn't actually important. That's just like one of the qualities they throw in there on the legend. Sure. So the speed really isn't important. But what is important is that the Wendigos get their prey by mimicking human voices to lure people oh, into the forest. That. Fuck that. I don't like that. And they'll usually mimic voices that you know, and they'll make them sound like they're in danger. No, that's evil. So it's like you hearing Blaze screaming for help in the woods. So like, obviously you're going to go, right. you know, I'm or, or like, maybe I'm not really unless you're a shitty wife. Busy right now. <laughs> it's like, mm, I've heard about the Wendigo. So now it's just the new Bob's Burgers episode that I'm watching. <laughs> maybe later. It's like, can you be quiet, Blaze? Um, please keep it down. So the longer a Wendigo walks the earth, the stronger it becomes. Oh, good. Eventually being able to control the weather. And by controlling the weather, they can call upon darkness before the sun is even set. Oh. So that way they have a longer amount of time in the day to hunt. They can just make it dark. They're like, oh, it's dark now. And now you can't see, but I can hunt. It's interesting that that's part of the folklore and it like happens in the winter and like the cold. Right. Like up north in the cold. Yeah. Where it gets dark so early. Interesting. Fun fact. Interesting. Um, they can also summon other creatures in the woods and manipulate them to do whatever it wants. So if someone is actually able to run away <laughs> so from like the Wendigo. Snow White. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like yes. The chipmunks. Wendigo plus Megan plus Snow White 
equals this story. Oh my god, I love it. This but is a fairy tale for the ages. Disney? Disney, Eva. hello. Eva called Fresh. Disney. So, um, yeah, so, like, if you do actually get away from the Wendigo, they can, like, mind control another animal to attack you that you're closer oh, to great. or something like Fabulous. that. Fabulous. I so love really it. So, really, you can't get away. Right. You're gonna lose. Also, with age, grows their ability in speed, strength, and healing themselves if you try to hurt oh. them. Oh! Oh, my God. So, most it's sightings... It's like a freaking video game character. This is terrifying. It's actually... Oh, and Chauncey. Like... Oh, Chauncey Bliss. <laughs> right. <laughs> So most sightings happened between the 1800s and the 1920s, and reports actually date all the way back to hundreds of years ago, oh where God. in 1661, there are Jesuit relations documents that set Jesuit relations, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I said it right. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, like Jesuit. Yeah. Right. I didn't know if there was like, if I have to get the little Jesuit. Oh, no. You said it right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to offend anyone. I just didn't know what Jesuit relations documents are. Um, they're just documents from Jesuit relations, actually. Oh, so. thank God you explained that. Um, and in it, they describe an encounter where they saw someone that may or may not have been a Wendigo. Okay. Um, this is an excerpt from something, so I don't really know where these men come from, but it starts with the men. So I don't... Thanks, priest. Thanks, priest. Um, men that were to... And I'm, this is a little bit of a paragraph, so I'm going to read the whole thing. Men that were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner manner uh those poor men were seized with an ailment unknown to us they were afflicted with neither lunacy hypochondria nor frenzy but have a combination of all these species of disease which affects their imaginations and causes them a more uh, and causes them a more than canine hunger this makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women children and upon even men <laughs> how could you how could you defy you yourself babies but not human men like veritable werewolves and devour them voracious voraciously 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 look i've never seen that word i'm written down before and devour them voraciously um without being able to appease or glut their appetite ever seeking fresh prey and the more greedily the more they ate mm. so glut their appetite glut their i've never heard that Yeesh, phrase before either i didn't know i don't think i liked it i don't like it either um <laughs> But yeah, so that's supposedly one of the very first creepy proofs of evidence that sure. people were aware of this. Right, right, right. Um, according to the settlers' version, back at the same time as the Native Americans, right? The settlers' version was that a Wendigo sighting actually meant that there was going to be a death in the town. Oh, it's like an omen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at one point in a town called Rosesu, Rosesu, it's in Minnesota. Oh God, I don't know. R O S E S U, Rosesu. I would say like Rosesu, Rosizu. I don't know Rosizu. I don't know. Sure, in Minnesota. <laughs> sure, um, <laughs> do. <laughs> in Minnesota, apparently a Wendigo kept appearing for decades, and each time a death came shortly after. Oh God! So scary. that's where that came from. The Wendigo can only be killed by iron, steel, and silver, or they must starve to death if they can't find a human to eat. Okay. Oh, um, okay. If they don't find so flesh in time, so they can starve to death. They can starve to death. Okay, got it. The best way to kill one, Christine, in case you're I'm, in Belize and see one. Believe me, I'm listening. <laughs> you're going to shatter their heart Their heart that's made of purely ice. Absolutely. With a silver stake. Easy. Just shatter that up. I already packed one. Then you're going to dismember the body uh-huh. with a purely silver axe. Right. I already got one of those packed, too. All right. Is that one of our ads? I'm confused. Yeah. Silver. Okay. I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it was in the FabFitFun box. It was. Yeah. A silver stake. Um, <laughs> so one man was known as the Wendigo Killer in 1907. Oh, man. His name was Jack Fiddler, and he was a chief of the Cree tribe, and he was known to be able to kill Wendigos and allegedly killed 14 in his time. Whoa! Allegedly. Allegedly. By the time he was 87, he should, he was to have killed 14. Okay. Sadly, though, as, like, badass as that sounds, a lot of them were actually loved ones that were showing signs. Oh, no. And family members asked Jack to kill them oh. before they fully transformed. Oh. I thought you were going to say, like, he just went in the woods and was like, killed another one. But, like, he no. was actually killing people. Like, he was assigned to scary. do it. Scary. So scary. So family members were asking him to do it before they transformed. Sure. And sometimes the people actually attacked by the Wendigo themselves were asking Jack to right. assist in them dying. Oh, my God. Do you know what this reminds me of? Hmm. changelings do you know about changelings yeah. where they would like they're like no something's yeah, yeah, yeah they've swapped out my kid so then you like boil them in water whatever so this is called like the chauncey changelings the chauncey changelings so 
he was known, and there's a whole story behind him about how he actually got arrested after the 14th kill. He was killing a woman who apparently she was definitely going to become a Wendigo, and she like already had threatened to kill the tribe right. after she turned. Oh my and, god! So I didn't write down the notes, so I'm going to absolutely butcher this. But um, apparently, there was it was right when the the police in Canada, the Mounties, is that what they're called? Don't look at me. You're the Canadian. Canadian I've never thought file. about the Mounties. The Royal Mounted Police is what they're called. It was well. It was right when they were being established, and so to prove, like, to like start Canadian law up, they oh. went in and arrested this guy, and then they also arrested his brother because apparently his brother was his like a s- associate on like killing these people. Okay. Um. So they got arrested, and Jack actually died by suicide because he didn't want to go to jail. Oh God. Also, it was a new system for them because they were. Native Americans and the Canadians were trying to enforce. Like establish. Yeah. Was trying to like start up like, hey, we're the police. Right, right. Um, So he died by suicide and then his brother was actually put to death. And then three days later, they offered him a pardon, not knowing (gasps) that they'd already put him to death. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Whoops. So moving on there, we can talk to Blaze about this too, which I'm sure he'll call bullshit. But there is a medical term Mm -hmm. that is actually called Wendigo psychosis. All right. Which is a condition that actually is a real condition. Mm-hmm. And it is said it's a condition that creates an intense craving for human flesh and the fear of becoming a cannibal. Well, think about Armin Mivis. Yeah. From last week. So apparently. He lived his whole life that way. He, well, yeah, he was a, it's a, it's a condition where you're afraid of the chance of becoming yeah. a cannibal. And then you just like, beca- I guess because you are so afraid to become a cannibal, you're thinking about it nonstop that you end up developing a lust for food, for flesh anyway. Right. Like, so it's like a paranoia like, that builds into like, like, yeah, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure, kind of. sure, sure. And so ironically, this psychosis happens mainly to people living near the Great Lakes of Canada and Northern United States, oh which is goodness. where the Wendigos comes from. Yeah. And, um, it happens when there's the, there's this little clause where the Wendigo psychosis only happens or is only defined as psychosis when the sufferer thinks that they must eat human flesh to survive when other food is accessible to them. Wow, okay. So it's not Whoa. even, like, for survival. Right. It's like, I'm afraid of being a cannibal. Hey, Christine, you're looking pretty yummy. And then Thank you. there's Chipotle literally sitting right next to me, but I'm going to eat you anyway. Yeah, this is actually very real about what's actually happening in this room, so I'm a little <laughs> nervous. It's like, who knows if I there's mean it? actually Chipotle, and I'm actually looking really delicious, so I'm... <laughs> kind of confused i mean christine's lost five pounds recently so like <laughs> yummy can i get a slice so okay so wendigo psychosis usually occurs for people in the winter when they are alone for a long time and so i guess they're isolated with their own thoughts right i mean they could still literally have food within reason like within distance of them but because they're by themselves and thinking these thoughts they it right show signs of cannibalism so they apparently become delusional and they think that they're becoming a cannibal and they see others as being edible or as I called Christine yummy <laughs> and they fear they will have to eat them even oh. though they currently have food next to them. Right. So natives believe that this is actually a psychosis that can be cured by traditional native healers. However, if it doesn't work, they'll just kill you. Oh, good. Because they're like, okay, well, the cure isn't working. So you're just going to become a cannibal. Just like nip it in the bud. So let's just, let's right. just get this out. Okay. Um, one example of this was in 1878. There was a tribe member from the Cree tribe named Swift Runner, mm-hmm. uh, the exact opposite of what I am, by the way. And <laughs> he was a trapper and trader, and he was married and a father of six. Okay. So during the winter, Swift Runner and his family were starving. Um, it was really, really cold out. They right. didn't think they could get anywhere. And his oldest son had already died of starvation in this oh, case. Oh, no. At some point, Swift River developed Wendigo psychosis when he actually knew that there was emergency food available only 20 miles away. Wow, okay. So he knew there was food that he could get to, but instead of going to get the food, he butchered his entire family. Oh, fuck. And ate them all. Oh, my God. It is said that when they found uh, evidence of these bodies, he had even sucked the bone marrow out, Ah! leaving nothing untouched on all six people. Can you imagine being so hungry you ate six people and they're your family? I mean, it took Armin literally 10 months to eat that one guy. Yeah. Truly. I mean, he really feasted. So Yeesh. Another one is in 1920. There mm-hmm. was a young doctor and his wife that just moved into a town called Fort Kent. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this is. I'm guessing Minnesota. That could be absolutely wrong, though. But I am a lot not going to contribute to this. One. A lot of the stories happened in Minnesota, so sure. I'm thinking somewhere up north. I might have, somewhere up north. 
The doctor's wife happened to get fatally ill, and when she died, he locked himself in his house and didn't know what to do. He was just really upset that she passed right, away, and right. the town never actually found out that she died because the second she died, he, like, isolated himself. Sure. So they never found that out, um, but apparently since the Wendigo preys on weak souls or it's easier to possess them, they think that the, the doctor became insane and the Wendigo preyed on Stepped him. Stepped in. And the doctor, they think that that happened because shortly after the doctor started coming back out into town and started inviting people over no. one by one, killing them and eating them. Oh, no. Once the townspeople started to notice that everyone was missing <laughs> after a fun dinner party. <laughs> well, they started asking questions about the doctor. And when the doctor found out that they were on to him, he went on a killing spree in the town. Ah! Killed and ate everyone but 11 people. What? He ate their entire flesh and left a pile of bones at every spot that he ate at. He ran off into the woods, leaving everything in his home behind. And the legend says that you can hear him laughing at night in the woods. Oh, for fuck's sake. The last known sighting was in 1997 when a trucker said that he saw a Wendigo in Ontario. Oh, my God. And a few years ago, a group of boys actually saw something in the forest and filmed it. And it looks creepily like the description of a Wendigo. Oh, they filmed it. They said they've got footage of it and it was strange looking and a slender figure that you could barely see but looked emaciated oh god oh god it's like slender man but he eats people god it's like slender man and chauncey and megan oh my god it's way too many references to Just, our podcast wow it's like they're trying to get on our show yeah geez i hear you Wendigo. Stop pandering to us that being said that is the story of the Wendigo. oh my god that's spooky 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 ooky stuff I like that that came right after my cannibal story. It was like a good back end. I was right on your coattails. Yeah, I like it. No, I, I thought it was... It was a good time. Like a folklore adjacent story. Folklore adjacent. You know. Yes. Oh, you know the thing. You know I know. All right, guys. Are you ready for mine? A thousand percent. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so this was suggested by on Twitter the other day, and it just so happened to be when I opened my computer, and I was like, I'm just gonna uh, waste some time before I do notes, and then... And then you ended up finding it bing, anyway. It just, no, it just like came up and was like, do this story, and I was like, okay, universe, oh. I get it. 
So it's suggested by mc.rose on Twitter. Hi, mc.rose. And it is the murders of Morgan Harrington and Hannah Graham. Okay. All right. So Morgan Dana Harrington. She's born in Roanoke, Virginia. Woohoo! By the way, this is a very hometown story for you guys. I like it. I, I know Roanoke. Roanoke in 1989. Um, fast forward to age 20. She's a student at Virginia Tech. Woohoo! On October 17th, 2009, she and three friends decide to drive down to the John Paul Jones Arena at UVA in Woo-hoo! Charlottesville. Woohoo! For a Metallica concert. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> for a Metallica concert. Um, and during the opening act, she told her friends she had to go pee. Oh, well, sounds like us. Woohoo! Me too. <laughs> so uh, after a while, her friends realize she hasn't returned and it's been a while. So they call her cell phone and she around 8.48 p.m. And she says she was locked out of the arena because they had a no reentry policy and she did, hadn't brought her ticket with her. Got it. So she's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll find a way home and like have fun at the show. Don't worry about me. And that was the last her friends ever heard from her. <gasps> so she was last seen at around 9.30 p.m. hitchhiking on a nearby bridge. Um, and two witnesses also claimed to have seen her with three men after she had left the arena. Oh, no. But beyond that, they had no idea what had happened. I feel like if my options were to just sit somewhere for two hours or go to, like, a bar next to the arena and just wait for my friends to get out or walk on a bridge. Right. I would just be like, I'm going to go get, like, a bunch of desserts at a bar. Yeah. I mean, she was under, she was probably, like, 19, 20. <sighs> she probably couldn't get into a bar. Shame. But, I mean, you know. No, I know. I know. I just hear walking on a bridge and I'm like, I'd rather do anything else. Than walk on a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Walking, walk, walking, at walk at all. Walking at all. Walking at all, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, I'll find my way home. Don't worry about it. You know, so hours later, they realized she's just nowhere to be found. So the next month, November, still no word from her. Um, friends and volunteers start volunteers start handing out flyers. And a Texas group that helps find missing children leads volunteers as the search continues. They found Morgan's purse containing her driver's license and cell phone mm. with the batteries removed. Uh, and they found that in the RV lot at the UVA lanigan athletic field wow. following her disappearance and a few weeks later searchers found her t-shirt that she was wearing at the concert i feel like when you like find the clothes they were wearing and that the batteries were taken out of the phone it's just game over it's not a good sign not Yikes. a good sign um and they found that outside an apartment building about a mile and a half from the arena so january 26 2010 so that happened in october so now we're three months later about 10 miles from the concert arena uh, Morgan's skeletal remains are discovered in a hay field mm. at Anchorage Farm, more than one and a half miles away from any road access. Police determine a forensic link between uh, Morgan's body and an abduction and sexual assault that ha- had happened in Fairfax in September 2005. But the woman who had reported that, even though she had a description of the guy, they had never caught him. So they were like, OK, these are linked, but they still don't know who the person is. Um, they also believe that the killer was familiar with the area uh, where Morgan's body was found because it was such a specific spot mm-hmm. off the road. And her body, she had rib and arm fractures and also a fractured skull, uh, revealing yes. in the autopsy that she'd tried to fight off her attacker. Oh, no. And had broken several bones in the process. Oh, no. So now everyone in nearby areas, especially like College Town, you know, everyone's in a panic. People are thinking maybe there's a serial killer, especially right. once they announce like, <clears throat> oh, this was linked to an abduction in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and a rape. So people are freaking out and Crime Stoppers offers a $100,000 reward for any information leading to a conviction. And then Metallica adds an additional $50,000. Wow. Um, $50,000 reward to any information. So three years still passed, though, with no answer. And in June of 2012, the FBI and police launch a media campaign. So they're like, let's start this over again right, and try, right. try to find out any information. And this effort included a public service announcement from James Hetfield, the lead guitarist of Metallica. And I watched the video and he's like, one of our fans is missing or not is missing. That was the original video. One of our fans um, has been murdered and any information you can find, like the reward still stands. Right. Um, So it's this huge media, uh, media release. Morgan's parents are, are still appearing at special events around town, including UVA's Take Back the Night rally. Um, and they're still working with UVA administrators to work toward a safer campus. So they're like still very much like on the ground trying mm-hmm. to like, uh, even though she has passed, like they're trying to better things for other students. Um, but by 2014, there is still no break in the case. Gee, 2014? Yeah. So wow. this happened in 09. Yeah. So it's been like four and a half years. Wow. Then about a year later, or I'm sorry, five years later, on September 13, 2014, an 18-year-old British-American student at the University of Virginia goes missing. What and year was this? 2014. <sighs> okay. Yeah. 
Her name is Hannah Elizabeth Graham. Um, she was born in Reading, Berkshire in the UK and had moved to the US at age five with her parents. She was 18. Um, and at that, on that night, 1.20 a.m. on September 13th, Hannah's friends got a text from her saying she was on her way to a party but was lost. She was captured on CCTV wandering the area and footage also showed her being followed by a tall man with dark hair. Oh, shit. Scary, scary, scary. And witnesses also described seeing her talking to that same guy. So when they showed that footage, people were like, yeah, I saw that guy with her and they were talking. Jeez, okay. And in the footage, Hannah looks visibly drunk. Mm. So then Hannah seems to vanish without a trace. And on September 20th, a volunteer, so this is like six days later, a volunteer search for Hannah Graham takes place throughout Charlottesville. And I will say that um, this person, MC.Rose on Twitter, she said... Um, or they said, I don't know. They said that uh, when Hannah first went missing, they were a big, they were part of the search effort. So oh, wow. they were saying, like, I remember wow. when this happened and I was like with groups of people trying to find her body. Right. Um, so at this point, police are like, holy shit, this sounds a lot like Morgan's disappearance five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, which they obviously never caught the guy. Um, and they start suspecting a local man, the one that they saw in the CCTV footage, obviously. And he was a former cab driver named Jesse Matthew. So police searched his apartment on September 22nd. And during that search, they took some items of clothing from the apartment, but they wouldn't elaborate on why. They wouldn't tell the media why they took them. All they said was, this is a major break in the case. Um, and it was later revealed that they had found a pair of shorts with his and Hannah's DNA on them. So, Wait, can I? I'm I'm not trying to. Yeah. I, I want to look this up real quick. I just sure. I think I think I remember this case, but I would only remember it based <clears throat> on one picture that I saw. And I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to kill me. It was named Jesse Matthew. The guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Matthew. I remember that name. Jesse Leroy Matthew Jr. Yes. You do? Because he went to CNU. Well, sh- that was one of my bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I remember the name. No, no, no. But that's, I don't remember how he's related to CNU, but. Yes. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. That's, I mean, I literally was like, I wonder if you knew about this. Because... Yeah. I remember because I remember it was the year after I graduated and I remember hearing like someone from CNU killed someone from UVA. And that was like the. Right. The very the like. hot goss. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, you're right. Okay. You're very right. Um, so. Police issued an arrest warrant, and on September 24th, Jesse Matthews was arrested after being recognized by a woman on a beach in a sparsely populated part of Galveston, Texas. Mm. So he was all the way in Texas, and somebody, fortunately, because of this big media blast and stuff, recognized him and called authorities. So he was arrested. And on September 29th, uh, it was reported that forensic evidence taken from the investigation into Morgan's murder matched the same evidence taken from Jesse during Hannah's murder. Oh, so, so he, did, he did both of them. They linked them. Yep. Wow. They linked him okay. to both. And then that October, a month after she disappeared, Hannah's remains were found. So she hadn't even been found yet, but they had found her DNA on those shorts. <sighs> yeah. So her remains were found. Um, her body had been dumped near an abandoned property, um, and the medical examiner believed she'd been strangled or suffocated to death. As for Jesse Matthew, like you just said, he was a pretty average dude. Um, he was a scholastic wrestling and football star who seem, lived, lived a seemingly unremarkable life in Virginia. However, when they looked into him a little further, over a decade earlier, Jesse Matthew had been accused twice of sexual assault at two separate mm. colleges uh, he attended in Virginia as a student. And after each one, he attended the school immediately after the allegation. Um, and the reported assaults occurred within an 11-month period of each other. So he was at Christian Liberty University in Lynchburg. Mm-hmm. And after he was accused of sexual assault, he peaced out and then went to CNU, yep. Christopher Newport University in Newport News. Yep. And Yay, captains! <laughs> Go captains! And within that 11-month period, he was accused of another rape. And he left immediately after that as well. Um, so he was probably only there for like a little bit, I, th- I would think. Yeah, well, the the story that we heard, because it happened the year that we graduated, that I graduated college. The year after, right? <clears throat> the year after. October so 2014. I found out about this when I was in, wait, what, October 2014? Mm-hmm. I graduated 2014. Oh, right. So the, so, oh, 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 I got so it. So it happened like a couple months after I'd graduated. I was pretty year younger than me. Jesus. So I graduated in May 2014. Right, right. So I found out about it when I was in Boston, like within the first couple months of moving to Boston. Right, right. And I was still, I didn't have any friends in Boston yet. And right. so I was texting a lot of friends from school and apparently that like people who hadn't graduated yet. right then yeah and they were talking about it i never n- knew him or anything like that but i remember he like was on the football team or tried out for the football team but they wouldn't let him on the football no, he team he was a or... scholastic football star 
and wrestling. Oh, I don't know about CNU. I I think he, because of his, um, because of his record of sexual assault, they didn't let him on the football team. Oh, but I, I remember hearing that whole story because originally we thought he was an employee at CNU, not a student. Oh, got it. So, and then the football thing came out. We're like, okay, it's a student, but no, none of us really remember him. Right. But I, I remembered the name and I remember someone named Hannah at UVA. Well, I wonder when that, the rape happened. So that must've been in like the nineties or like, oh, four. Yeah, like a long because it happened ten years before the murder of. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's so patchwork for me, but like, I remember someone named Jesse at CNU killing someone named Hannah at right. UVA, right? right and right, that right. was the only relation I had. But the second you said Jesse, it like yeah, flooded yeah, yeah. back. Well, and it was pretty recent. I mean, twenty fourteen, yeah. only a few years. Bad ago. Bad day for CNU, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> bad day for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So neither, uh, but neither rape was followed through. Like, they, got it. They didn't. Um. There was no criminal case brought against him, so it Got was it. not on his record. Um, on September 15, 2015, Jesse Matthew, now 33, was formally charged with first-degree murder and abduction with intent to defile in the murder of Morgan Harrington. So that mm. was the 2009 murder. Got it. On March 2, 2016, Jesse Matthews pleaded guilty to the abduction and murder of both Morgan and Hannah. He received four consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole, and under the terms, he also waived his right to appeal for his whole life. Uh, the judge branded him a modern-day Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, he wow. believed Matthew projected an image of a gentle giant to his friends and family. And meanwhile, he was hiding a double life as a violent sexual predator. So it's just like chill-inducing. Yeah, yeah. So he actually never, Jesse Matthew never revealed a motive for his crimes. He just said, tell them I'm sorry to the families. And that's all he ever said. Jeez. He's currently at Red Onion State Prison. Yep. Do you guys know about that? Oh. I've heard of it. Oh. <laughs> he was faced as like, what? <laughs> I'm just like, the, you Virginians. Uh, Red Onion State Prison, a super town. I was like, that's fun. And then I was like, a oh, supermax prison in Wise County, Virginia. So never mind. Yep. Not very fun. Uh, after <clears throat> Hannah's remains were discovered and ID'd, students at the University of Virginia erected a memorial on campus in her honor. Mm-hmm. The World Bank also holds an annual award for innovations to reduce gender-based violence in memory of Hannah Graham. Um, last month, so October 2018, uh, marked the nine-year anniversary of Morgan's disappearance, and her parents visited the bridge in Charlottesville where Morgan was last seen alive, uh, and they placed flowers and mementos to honor their daughter and tied a green ribbon around a pole and wrote the names of other young women who have been violently murdered, including Hannah's. And actually, I was reading this article about that on like local CBS in Charlottesville, and apparently somebody went and stole all the mementos and shit like within hours of them putting it up what the fuck and they're currently reviewing because this just happened a few weeks ago so they're Mm. currently reviewing cctv footage to see who did it but the uh, all the uva staff was like no we didn't would never have touched it right so some asshole just went and like stole the shit jesus like the flowers and stuff really fucked up yeah um so the harringtons so that's morgan's family uh also spoke to first year students at uva to spread her tale like her cautionary tale basically mm-hmm. and um the students that the harrington spoke to were in fourth grade when their daughter went missing so it's just like a weird like they're much older now and they're hannah's age oh sorry i mean morgan's age yep and hannah's um so they said so her family morgan's family said we want to be a constant drumbeat of awareness not fear but caution because if you don't know what has happened and the possibilities you are less prepared for what might happen uh, they also started an organization called Help Save the Next Girl, which aims to bring awareness to the vulnerability of young women, especially in places like college campuses when there's drinking and that kind of thing going on, um, and empower w- young women to make the best choices for their own safety and that of their friends. And the website, they say, is sort of like a toolkit for families of missing persons. So like if, say, your daughter goes missing and you're so overwhelmed by like trauma and grief and you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. this website kind of helps walk you through like, okay, this is who you contact. These are some support systems you can right talk to and that kind of thing um so it's just a really cool and powerful website and um jesse matthews is currently in prison he's gonna be there the rest of his life in good old red onion good super, good old red onion super max <laughs> and uh he i decided that jesse matthews does not deserve a horoscope okay so i'm gonna read a geoscope giovanni <laughs> especially because now he's right here kicking eva every two seconds because she stops petting him to like do her job to like not pet him anymore and he won't have it truly his legs are just splayed over eva right now just being like oh now his feet are in your ribs in the boob so that's nice he's just like eva you know your real job here he literally has his like blep tongue out (laughs) 
Oh, he's got the little teethies out. Yeah, his little tonguey. His little tongue out. Um. So this is the Scorpio scope horror, not horoscope, geoscope. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Everyone's taking photos. Of his little tongue, little baby tongue. Mwah. Such a happy baby. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> you good? <laughs> I'm good. He's just so sweet. Look at that little tongue. He just keeps kicking her right in the ribs. Like, for someone who's passed out, he's very active from the rear legs. He's very aware that he's not getting the pets he needs. All right, All right. so this is the geoscope for today. Take advantage... Oh, my God! I didn't even, like, read this until now. Take advantage of someone else's weakness. Oh! <laughs> Gio and Eva go together that so well! So weird! Jiva, Jiva! Someone is... <laughs> Someone in the workplace is floundering. Yeah, probably Eva's broken ribs. <laughs> he or she has a hard time finishing a certain task or communicating with someone else. Now is your time to step in and take their place and show that you can pick up the slack. Oh, Gio. Eva, watch the hell out. <laughs> Looks like he Gio's is going to come for your fucking job. He's going to steamroll you. No. Oh, my God. He's kicking the crap oh, out of Oh, that was her. such a good stretch, Gio. Wow. What a little asshole. Look at that. What a little brat. That was so nice. So sorry I powered through that. I just was like, it's just very dark, like deeply no, upsetting. And I was just like, well, no, rushing. It's, it's deeply upsetting, but also it's just so weird that like for once, one, you reported on a story that I know. Yeah. And, two, and it's, a, it's one I never heard. So when you saw, did you know it was from Christopher Newport? Nope. Yeah. I no. mean, that was just one tiny, I threw that in there because it was where he went to school, but. Well, it's a, like for me and everyone that went to CNU, it was such a big story because sure. like CNU is such a small school and everyone really does know each other. Right. And so the second that someone, not only someone actually like, like did something horrible there, but also it was someone that for such a small campus, nobody knew. Like that was the creepy part that like. Well, it happened 12 years before you were there. No, but like that we had like, we, no one even remembers him being on campus ever like in 2014. But he wasn't. That happened in tw- 2004. Like the the rape happened in oh four. What happened in twenty fourteen though? He murdered Hannah, but it was like he hadn't been at CNU for ten twelve years. Oh, I see. What am I? Because like he he had been there. He had been accused of rape there ten years ago. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. so that was just Sorry. His, like background. I think my my wording is coming out weird, but it was just it's just weird in general that someone yeah. from a small school, especially with a small, and you had just graduated, so that's creepy. Yeah, I think it just seemed really really topical for anyone that was there well, at the yeah. time because. The fact that someone did well, something like bad alum, from such a sort of. school. Yeah. What's well, the other? Sort of, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. What's the other school in Lynchburg? Liberty. Liberty? Yeah. Christian Liberty. Okay. Yeah. I saw CNU and I was like, oh, that's familiar. Liberty. Liberty is one of those schools where like you have to keep the door open and like you can't have, you oh, can't have it super boys. Christian? It's super Christian. Like if you go to Liberty, you're like definitely. You have no Liberty. <laughs> okay. I got it. You're like, you're like, I had friends that went to Liberty and they actually still have the rule of like, you can't have people of the opposite sex in your room. Cute. And if they are there, they're not allowed to sit on your bed. And if you they're not allowed ha- to sit on your bed, no, because it implies that, you know, oh, I you could also the sit on the bed. <laughs> wow. CNU is not that kind of school though. <laughs> Oh, not the non, not the, you mean like, it, they didn't have those kind of rules, you mean? Yeah. Okay. CNU had some liberty. You got to sit on the bed. But no, I just remember being a school, though. I remember at school when we all found out it was just shocking that someone. Totally. From like such affiliated. a small area. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I never thought that would be a story you covered. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was all thanks to MC.Rose, who said she was part of the, they were part of the search party, which was really interesting and like very sad. Super involved. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine being a part of a search party and, like, any moment you could find remains? Like, that's really scary. Yeah, no, it's, like it's terrifying. It's very, very scary. Um, all right. Well, that's that on that for you guys. That's that on that. The sun has set. We are in spooky. Literally, the sun has set. It is now darker spooky in here. Spooky hour time. Yeah. You know how it is. I know how it is. All right. Um, I guess <laughs> with that, we all wish you a happy honeymoon. Oh, thank you. So... I can't wait to Congratulations. be eaten by Winnebago's. No, that's something else. What's that? Winnebago's. That's an RV. Ah, I was <laughs> going to say for some earlier when you were talking, I was like, I'm not going to say it. But every time you say, what's it I, called? Windigo. Windigo. I always think of an RV and I was like, that's so weird. I, well, I had to think of it as like the color indigo because oh, I, I kept also thinking Winnebago. Winnebago. You're not you're the only one who thought that. There's a there's an RV in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Look out, guys. There's a camper. Oh God, that does sound like Stephen King, Christine 2.0. I know. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. You can find us 
on our social media and Patreon at ATWWD Podcast. You can also email us at that'swhywedrink.com where you can send in your personal true crime and paranormal stories because we do a listener's episode at the first of every month. If you want to uh, send us some goodies or any mail, you can also do that at 1920 Hillhurst Ave number 265, Los Mm -hmm. Angeles 90027. And if you are a member on our patreon then you can actually also watch the monthly video of us opening all the gifts or if you send something email eva and we will send you the link the unlisted link but also just quick note theron had a great idea that our patreon uh we could call people patreon saints and have a thanks <laughs> priest here yeah it's really fun so now we're getting I, religious on instead you. of donators we're going to christian liberty university and calling you all <laughs> patreon saints so thank it. you for supporting us yeah Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, priest. And blame Theron if you don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, priest. Uh, yeah, right. we'll call you all priests. What if we just said thanks, priest? <laughs> oh, we should have one called Thanks, priest, and then one called Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Megan. Oh, God. <laughs> Never, no. mind. Never mind. Never no. mind. Never mind. We're going to get so much flack. All right. Uh, and that's why we drink. I have to pee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.